0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, There your heart will be also. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. The words come quietly and candidly. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. This we know. And it brings us great turmoil and inner anguish. For we know what we are capable of. We know what we have done. We know how the world works. For these reasons, we need Ash Wednesday. We need to hear the answer to our predicament and the pain that follows. Martin Luther talked about the Christian life and the conundrum of sin. He said that we are simultaneously saint and sinner. We know the way of the gospel, Christ's mercy and forgiveness, with faith taking hold of the gift. When we talk to others about Jesus, the gospel is so unmistakably clear But when we turn to reflect on our own lives, like a severe storm rolling in and choking out a tranquil, sunny day, we suddenly lose the gospel's clarity for ourselves. The prophet Isaiah speaks to this spiritual struggle. We hope for light, and behold, darkness, and for brightness, but we walk in gloom. Our struggle is the in between saint and sinner, life and death, dark and light. In the midst of the gospel's pronouncement, the devil may come and whisper into your ear and remind you of your deep failings. The Christian is often daunted by the darkness and our unholy lives. And this is where the devil's whispers often leave us. They lead us to sigh and groan over our sins, much like St. Paul laments his own struggle with the flesh in Romans 7. The good that I want to do, I do not do. The evil I hate, that is what I keep on doing. Through the droning, whispering accusations against us, we sigh, we groan, And in a similar way, the world's evils cause us distress as we look around. Death's grip on humanity seeks to steal our hope as we lament loss that feels so permanent. Who will deliver us from this body of death? This is the Ash Wednesday cadence that Comes as an echoing voice bouncing off the church walls amid a contemplative people who seek an answer. This is not a new situation for God's people. In the Old Testament, the Lord's people were going astray, the world was going crazy like it often does. And then the prophet Ezekiel gives us a vision the Lord presented six angels. They were destroying angels, each with a weapon for slaughter in his hand. But before the six destroying angels were sent out, the Lord sent out a seventh angel. He differed from the six. This one was clothed in linen. The seventh angel did not have a weapon of slaughter, he had a writing case with a pen and ink. This one, clothed in linen, was to go through the city and make a mark with his pen on the forehead of everyone who sighed and groaned over evil. The mark on the forehead of the faithful who were repenting and grieving was a sign to protect them when the destroying angels came through the city to slay the wicked. It is reminiscent of the Passover. It recalls the mark that God put on Cain to protect him from being killed and the scarlet cord Rahab hung in her window so that she and her family would be saved in the destruction of Jericho. And, as we know, both Cain and Rahab had sins that were evident. But the Lord is merciful. Similar imagery is found in the book of Revelation. In chapter 7, another angel ascends from the rising of the sun with the seal of the living God. And this angel called with a loud voice, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. The venerable Bede would go on to remark that this is the Lord born in the flesh, who is the angel of great counsel, the messenger of the Father's will, who has visited us as the dayspring from on high. The gospel narratives of Jesus walking around Galilee and into Jerusalem, teaching in the temple, casting out demons, forgiving sinners and raising the dead, show us the angel of great counsel who comes with pen and ink to cross our foreheads. Jesus walks into your lives to calm your sighs and your groans. Jesus comes to forgive and heal to love and to bring hope. Jesus softly speaks a different word to you. He will suffer by the hands that have the slaughtering weapons as he is nailed to the cross. And the cross will be a deep impression upon the Son of God which will define everything about the Lord all the way down to the nail marks on the day of resurrection as he shows them to his disciples. Jesus paves a way from the cross to the font where you were signed and sealed with the cross upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the Crucified. St. Paul encourages us all through his own humility and divine teaching. This seal of the Savior would be an encouragement as he watched evil press in as he approached his own martyrdom. As he watched what was to come and wrote 2 Timothy, he wrote of the Lord's seal and sign, Paul wrote this, God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. The cross of Jesus Christ is the sign upon you to remind you in the face of your sins and evil's work That heaven's joy is coming. The victory over sin and death is certain. Who will deliver us from this body of death? St. Paul cries, Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. In the holy name of Jesus.